You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot, healthy, sexual, and intimate relationships. And we're working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. So today the letter is H, and H is for health, which um, we were originally just talking about sexual health, but of course, in the age of the coronavirus, it's apropos that we actually talk about what is going on right now and how the coronavirus is impacting um, relationships, intimate relationships, and sexual relationships. So my guest, um, who will be joining me a little bit later in the show, is Jason Panda. Jason's an award-winning businessman and an organizer with extensive experience in sexual wellness. His mission-driven approach has helped promote national and global dialogue on minority health issues, contraception, and the role of social entrepreneurship in providing data-driven solutions. In 2011, Jason founded Bee Holding Group, LLC. It's the distributor of Bee Condoms, which is the only Black-owned condom brand that works to decrease health disparities by donating thousands of condoms to teen pregnancy and STI prevention organizations. Under his direction, Beholding Group has grown to support the work of more than 20 states, hundreds of community health agencies, and nonprofits across the United States. He's worked with these partners on the front lines with the efforts to counteract the rates of teen pregnancy, STIs, including HIV and AIDS, in predominantly Black communities. Um, So Jason will be joining us in a little bit. My other guest today is my son, Gabriel Bisbee. Gabriel is um, doing his A-levels at present, and I thought it would be good to get a little bit of input from him for a perspective on how this is impacting the people his age at the moment um, with all the fear and all the intensity and all the energy that is going around making sure that you have as little physical contact with people who are um, around you right now. So um, welcome to the show, Gabriel. Hello. This is the first time he's done this, so yep. I'm, I, um, I'm appreciating the input. So I wanted to ask you first, um, how much fear is, is around for your age group at the moment around the coronavirus? Generally, or for specifically uh, sexual or relationships? Both. Tell me both. Well, generally, there is worry because of the exams and worry because of, especially in places where there isn't so much of a response from national entities such as the government or health agencies, mm-hmm. or um, an uncertainty in authority figures such as schools, mm-hmm. etc. Um, relationships... I mean, long distance, not that there's many long distance my age, are um, uh, obviously easier than short distance. As far as I can see, there's not been much of a change other than pickup of hygiene, general hygiene issues. There's not been that much of a change when it comes to 
relationships, but then not many at school to observe. So. Right. So, um, so there isn't a lot of public display of affection at school anyway, yeah. but, um, but do you think that's calmed down a bit that people are being more careful? Um, it really depends on the mentality. Most like generally, yes. Okay. But there are those f fair few. And I mean, I just ran into someone earlier who wasn't a, not my generation. Mm -hmm. I've, I don't know how old he was and believed it was a hoax and he was a parent. Oh, okay. So, okay. So that's an important point to make. So one of the problems and one of the issues, and you know, we have this with almost all public health problems. Um, you know, certainly there were plenty of people who believed that HIV and AIDS was a hoax. Um, there are still people who believe that there are many who believe that it's a disease that's confined solely um, to gay people, which of course is completely wrong. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll be talking with um, Jason about that later in the show, but this is a real issue. Um, and so um, it, it is really frightening for me to hear that there are, you know, reasonably educated parents out there um, that now that are, that are dealing with this in the same way and saying this is a hoax. Um, now you also at your school have quite a number of people who are, um, anti-vaccination people aren't they yes. aren't there whether it's necessarily themselves or their parents were anti-vax and they decided not to um depend on the issue and just never got around to doing it or never got around to doing it themselves but yes. but that's kind of related in a sense right um yeah. because um you know, if, if you're somebody who doesn't who believes that the myths around vaccination, you might also be somebody who, who kind of believes the conspiracy theories around vaccination, and then also yeah. believes the conspiracy theories around um, COVID nineteen, uh, co which is unfortunate because people do actually. There's quite a few conspiracy theories out there, which yes. I find quite scary. So um, a lot of clients have been raising a few different concerns around this at the moment. Um, People's stress levels are higher because of um, uh, conflicting information. Yeah. Um, and because of the focus on the fear aspect of this, and what I mean by that is that um, there is a really strong focus on, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, this could kill you. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, you know, this is going to run through the population. And, um, and very little discussion about the fact that the vast majority of people who become infected with this virus will have a mild case and recover. Mm -hmm. um, and that what it looks like is, and what's being predicted at the moment, is that next year we won't just have a seasonal flu vaccine, we'll probably have a coronavirus-19 mm -hmm. vaccine, because this is looking to be one of the diseases that is um, going to be on the horizon and I was in a meeting this morning, which was being held via telephone, and um, a medical doctor said that um, people don't realize that this is not the only coronavirus, that in fact there are four separate coronaviruses that affect the human population at this point, and that he diagnoses coronavirus about once a month. Mm -hmm. But because there's immunity and because in, in the population, nobody yeah. freaks out, even though some people who get it are quite, get quite ill with it, yes. right? Because they don't have immunity by definition if they're going to, um, uh, if they're getting sick. So we are, um, um, you had a question and then we're a couple minutes from break. So go ahead. Right. What would your recommendations be for, uh, say you come across someone who 
is not necessarily preaching, but passing on information that is conspiracy, uh, con from conspiracy theories. How would you, how would you recommend going about correcting that information? Um, okay, I'm going to answer that one after the break, uh, because that's going to take me more than the time I have. I do want to say, guys, we have an amazing sponsor this week. Um, Lola Products are sponsoring, and I am going to talk all about them just after the break and all about um, their impact for sexual health and wellness. So I'll be back uh, in a couple of minutes after some words from the sponsors, and I look forward to having you all back then. Out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this is segment two of H is for health. And I am with Jason Panda. And I said before the break, the first thing that I wanted to do was talk about my amazing sponsor, um, which is Lola. And um, this is just an incredible um Company Lola is a feminine hygiene company, but Lola also does um, sexual intimacy products. It's a female-founded company. They offer organic con cotton tampons, tampons, pads, and liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. Now, I am uh, past the menopause, so the tampons, pads, and liners bit does not apply to me. However, I have tried the wipes, which are absolutely incredible. Um, they 
um, don't irritate. They're actually incredibly soft and they're really, really wonderful. Um, they are 100% organic and they have no added chemicals. So if you are in fact sensitive, this is definitely the company to be looking at. The other thing that they've got that is pretty, pretty amazing um, is a personal lubricant um, that I have tried and absolutely adore. Um, it's mess-free. The dispenser is great. It doesn't leak out all over your bag. It's long-lasting. It's got great glide. It doesn't have irritating chemicals. It's hypoallergenic. Tries to maintain the healthy pH. It's also safe to use while trying to conceive. It's made without parabens, petrochemicals, glycerin, synthetic flavor, or fragrance. If you are someone who's sensitive, if you are a woman going through the menopause, you will greatly appreciate this lubricant. Um, so if you want to grab hold of these amazing products, you can have 30% off of your first month's subscription by visiting mylola.com and entering A-T-O-Z, so A to Z, when you subscribe. It's really nice to have these products delivered by subscription so you don't have to think about it. That means never running out of pads or tampons, never running out of lube, and we all know we need lots and lots of lube. No matter where we are in the life cycle, lube protects your tissues. So go to mylola.com, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, put in A to Z, when you subscribe and you'll get 30% off your first month subscription. Okay, Jason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before the break, my son asked a question, so we'll see if you've got tips. Yeah. He said, what do we do when people are spreading misinformation? How do you combat misinformation? One of the big things that I think that people can do, especially as it relates to either like condom sexual health, because I think you need to kind of address it where it is, but also maybe have a sense of understanding for where someone may come, may, where they may come from, right? Because we all come from different backgrounds, may have different cultures, may, may have different experiences. And a lot of times that also shapes the way that like, you know, we process and disseminate information. Yeah. So I think for me, what I would recommend is how you generally combat it is number one, you try to see who you're speaking with, right? Like what's, what's really your exposure level? Cause I think there's malicious and then there's non-malicious disinformation, right? right. Like some people, they know the truth, but they just refuse to acknowledge it and they'll fight it to like death's end. Now those people, like, I, I think you got to take a hammer to them. I'm not really kind of like sympathetic when it comes to those, right? Like, like <laughs> and I think the other group of people are people that, just genuinely don't know. They may have heard it before. You know, a lot, a lot of us, you know, if, if you come from this space or if it's something you're passionate about, you know, we know all of the details, right? Yeah. A lot of times people, they generally only know the bullet points. They only know the headlines, right? Like they don't have any of the context. So I think as it relates to them, I think what's really important is that you educate them around the context and then try to engage them in a way at which you move them closer to your perspective. I think that's great. I, I think that's great advice, and I completely agree. Um, and that's definitely something young people can start to learn early. Um, I, I, you know, I guess my son's sort of privileged in being exposed to a lot of cultures. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, well, we live in a, in a multiracial household and um, we're, a mul we're a multicultural family. Um, you know, I'm here 20... So I'm, I'm here 29 years, so officially I'm British, but obviously you can hear the accent. Uh, yeah. And uh, my oh, husband... I was going to ask, because your son had a British accent, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, he was born here um, and has lived here all his life. Um, uh, his stepdad, who is, um, his, who is his dad, um, yeah. is also American, um, is African-American. So he comes from... He comes from a, a very multicultural background. So he's got Jewish family. He's got black family. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got white British family. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's a... No, no, he, it's awesome. No, that's he, awesome. It is. And he, but he's privileged to be exposed to lots of different ways of working the, through things and thinking about this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's the Lisa Bonet, Lenny Kravitz model. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Except that well, he... Except that he looks like me. He's he's pale <laughs> skinned and he's he's actually got copper red hair. So you know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I yeah. No, I think I think that's really good. And I also think, just generally in terms of like educating people, that approach can generally be used about a lot of different things. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I I, I genuinely like my my background. I guess is a little similar in a, in a lot of ways. At which like my mother's African American, my dad is is Polish white. Right. From like. I First generation, right? So, like, in a lot of ways, you know, even how I grew up, my dad is, like, uber conservative. <laughs> like, that's just, that was his experience, you know. So, and my mother's, like, uber liberal all on the other side. So, you know, is is growing up and, you know, I'm black. Like, people look at me and they, they say, there's no, no question about it. But a large part of my, half my development was, you know, from a, uber conservative you know older white man and like a uber liberal like black figure so in in a lot of ways i'm able to kind of juxtapose both perspectives and kind of understand that at the end of the day you know whether you take a soft approach or a hard approach people know what they know and and you, you may not necessarily change people so i'm not one to like waste my if, if i see it's a losing battle i just leave it as is i hear that uh, I a lot of times you know, if people are open to it, you can at least get them to see your perspective. They may not necessarily agree with it, and they may be kind of like of the mindset of just like, who cares, leave them alone. But they can at least acknowledge that there's another part of the equation that they may not be giving as much attention to that they may need. And, and I mean, I, I, I would say that I've spent a lot of time doing that with people. I mean, um, people look at me, they make assumptions about my background. I'm pale. <laughs> um, <laughs> When we talk about people of color, you know, I had my DNA done and, and my DNA marks me as Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I can't think of any place where that really is considered white, right? You know, like I, I, don't, I don't have that. And I have passing privilege in a big way. But the conversations that, and education that's gone on around that to explain to people, like, you can't make an assumption. You can't look at somebody and assume how they were raised what their belief systems are going to be. You've got to actually have a conversation, um, which, you know, one of the things that's not happening right now, people are petrified at the moment because of the coronavirus stuff. They're absolutely petrified and they're, they're the older generation are. They're losing it. Losing it completely. Um, I, I can't tell you my mother, I get emails, telephone calls, emails every day uh, with another statistic, yesterday she sent me that, have you seen the stupid one with the drink the water every 15 minutes or, or it'll be serious and it might kill you? 
And my mother is a college-educated woman, yeah. right? She is very, very bright. Yeah, yeah. And she is so frightened that she didn't fact check. She didn't look because it said Stanford on it. She sent it on and said good information in there. And I'm like, did you even read it? And, you know, I read it and it says, you know, in 15 minutes and it'll be too late and your lungs will be fibrosed. I'm like, mom, really? Did you read that she's panicked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I think that failing is felt across their whole generation. Right, which is really interesting, right? Because a lot of times, you know, like, I think I, I take I took a, I'll take a step back, right, and I look at it globally. I think different different age groups are impacted differently. Mm. Younger and middle and middle aged people were impacted financially, right? Like our finances are going to shit. Or, excuse right. me, I'm going to hell. No, 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 don't worry. You can you can. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm actually going to interrupt you, and I don't want to, but I'm going to. We're actually at break, so give us two seconds, and we'll come back after a word from our sponsors. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Women's Health now has a new voice. Tune in for She Talks Health with host Sophie Shepard. Each week, she'll discuss the issues that affect women today. From infertility to mental health to illnesses like Hashimoto's and endometriosis, Sophie and her guests have these topics covered. You'll also learn how to biohack nutrition and lifestyle tips for a woman's body. It's time to hear the answers you need to hear. She Talks Health is broadcast live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to like the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel on Facebook. You'll find great health tips from the experts. Find out more about your favorite shows and talk back to our team. Search Voice America Health or click the like button under the player today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. We're back with the A to Z of sex. This is actually part three, believe it or not. We're there already. And I am with the amazing Jason Panda. And you were saying that middle-aged and younger people are being hit in the pocket for this. Finances are going. So financially, you know, younger and middle-aged people, we are taking a beating, right? Like younger people just like, you know, we may not be impacted health-wise or we may have a lower incident rate health-wise. But the impacts that it's having among small businesses, the way that this government kind of solution is set up where like they're only trying to maximize profits and shareholder margins. 
So it's going to be that same small collective that are going to be kind of like buffered, buffered from like any real financial impact. And they already had enough money on their side anyway. So even their downside is kind of minimized. Small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and individuals that worked either in the gig economy, part-time workers, or just people entering an economy, it's going to be a financial collapse for a lot of us. Um, and, and that's why, like, a lot of times, like, you know, if I speak with the older generation, they're already financially set for the most part. They're either collecting their Social Security, they have their little retirements, but they can't, you can't buy health. Right. And, and, and that's the one thing that strikes them all like, like, you know, it, it, it's funny, all of a sudden, you know, every 70 year old politician that we have is self isolated, right. <laughs> you know, cutting the back door, like, you can't protect yourself. In the, and it's hitting people of all ages, it's hitting people of all colors, all race. It's, it's the maximum like, uh, leveler, like it levels the playing field for everybody. Right. Um, I think on, in that respect, I genuinely, I understand their concern, right? Because their concern is, yeah, if it hits you, you, you know, it, depending upon what you were before there, it, it, it is definitely going to have a varying impact. Like if you were already kind of on that cliff, it's going to yeah, be- Yeah, you're going cliff. off the cliff. You're going off the cliff. And if so, you were- hmm. I mean, so, if, so what's interesting to me, and you brought this up when we were off- um, recording, I want to bring it in. The impact right now on the adult industry is decimating. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely decimating. Um, and, I, and, you know, I mean, because, of course, because I talk sex and relationships, mm-hmm. I think about these things. Yeah. I think so, about them from the point of view, what, so what's going on? Yeah, so, no, it's, it's really interesting. And, you know, myself, I run B condoms. You know, we're a socially responsible condom company based in New York, moving our operations down to Atlanta. Um, so even though we come, we, we have a pretty public health focused approach and working with nonprofit organizations, community organizations, we also work, work pretty deeply within the adult industry, right? Yeah. So one of the things, so like yesterday, for example, I was talking, I was speaking with one of my friends who manages a lot of the adult actors. And as of yesterday, a lot of the filming is basically stopped. And not only is filming stopped, a lot of the uh, like strip clubs or nightclubs are also closing. Now you have all of these people which aren't W-2 employees, right? <laughs> They're not going to be eligible for unemployment. Nope. They, a lot of them don't have secondary or tertiary forms of income. And what he was explaining to me is, you know, when you have two kids, like let's say some of the female workers, you have a kid or two, you are able to sustain yourself, like depending upon like, you know, why you're doing it or whatever. But you know, you are able to sustain yourself, all of a sudden you look up and you you go to a zero baseline. Yep. A, a literal zero baseline. And then he's like, you know, every city around here has different areas, you know, where women may be able to like walk the streets, all of a sudden Craigslist listings are going to be increasing. Or uh, like, and if it's not on Craigslist, they got all of the other kind of like escort websites. Because, but even then, probably like, I read an article the other day that talked about the, the, the impact in the adult industry in Seattle. Even then, if you try all of these alternative measures, there's still going to be a significant reduction. And, and some people are saying it's as much as 75%. Right? Wow. So like, how do you expect? And then uh, what, what frustrates me about the government is they don't see the ancillary impact on this, right? No. People are paying rent somewhere. 
They're not going to be able to pay the rent. The rent, the landlord's not going to be able to pay the bills. And down the line it goes. Exactly. And, and, And you have such a large percentage of people that were already on a financial cliff. If right. we have 40% of the people that have $400, we're not saying $4,000, $400, that's not enough to pay most rents. And if you have 80% of the people, and we're talking about working people yeah. that are only like two checks away from financial collapse, yep. right? If we're talking about now projecting this out through July or August, which is what you know the Trump administration is now saying, how are they supposed to hold on? Like, you know, what, what, what's a payroll tax cut going to do if you're, if you're not able to work or if you're part of the gig economy or part of the outside economy? Does, well, it's and not- that's really frightening to me when you think about it in this way, because, um, because we're not even sure what it does to be shutting everything down, right? Because yeah. the reality is, is that this is going to run through the population period. And I mean, at least in England, there's a little bit more speaking um, knowledgeably around the the reason for delay and what they're trying to do. And part of why we're doing that is because we have a national health service, right? So in England, the delay bit is all about trying to space out the load on the national health service so that it's possible to make sure that not only people with coronavirus, but people with other illnesses actually get treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and at least they're being upfront about that. It's not, oh, my God, you're, you're, you're going to stop the spread of the disease. You're not stopping the spread of the disease. All you're doing is slowing it down. But this whole thing about, you know, we, this whole thing about shutting down the shoots and stuff, it's interesting to me because some, because nobody's talking about intimate con- person contact, right? We're, we're talking about, um, you know, not being in a restaurant with strangers where the germs are. We're not talking about sexual contact with people. I've got polyamorous people. I'm surrounded by polyamorous people. You know, and the topic of the day is what does this mean for our relationships? You know, um, I just started dating somebody. Had my first date over the weekend. Well Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. I was I I was self isolating. I wasn't self isolating. I got stuck in London and ended up in a beautiful hotel for the weekend. Wow. <laughs> got Could be worse. Yeah, really. So, you know, my husband gave me permission to take advantage of that. So, you know, so I had my first date um, and, you know, there was a bit of intimate contact. Now, both of us were obviously comfortable with it or we wouldn't have done it. But but lots of people aren't thinking intelligently about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, People are becoming depressed. They're they're anxious about money. They're anxious is the understatement. They're fucking freaking out about money. Yeah, yeah. They're becoming depressed. They're not doing any of the things that we know actually help. Like you need endorphins. This is a time for endorphins, but they're afraid to go near people because the hype is around this can kill you. The emphasis on this is on this can kill you when actually it, that's a much smaller percentage of the population, yeah. you know, for the younger people, um, and, and we're not even, in, and, and there are also other stressors that, that we're not having to take advantage. All of a sudden, the public school system is almost like the nationalized daycare center. So with school not in, school, with, with, with school not in session, you now have all of these people that generally had eight hours away from their kids or eight hours away in a separate environment that are now forced into like, uber close contact and uber close quarters, everybody's stressed, everybody's reacting the same way. 
and it's not healthy for anybody. No. Uh, and, 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 and it was interesting. I was speaking to a separate friend of mine yesterday, and he was saying, you know, what happens is, you know, it takes humans about three weeks to change patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just to kind of like just change what, what, what we normally do. And he was like, what we don't really, what we aren't really taking in consideration is even once they allow this to reopen back up, people aren't going to automatically go back to doing what they were doing before. Right. And so that has the biggest impact on the adult industries, the entertainment industries, the theaters are all dark here. All of those people, again, you know, that's a very contracty dependent environment. My birthday was yesterday and, um, Thanks. I was 57 yesterday. Oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It's really awesome. But we um, had set up to go see, we're Trekkies, we'd set up to go see Wrath of Khan with um, um, William Shatner doing a talk afterwards. Now, William Shatner in two weeks is going to be 90 years old. Okay? And William Shatner came out on that fucking stage last night. No way. Absolutely. They did not cancel. He did not cancel the gig. He said, I have never canceled a show in my life. They canceled some of the shows in Europe because they closed the theaters down. But the Eventum Apollo chose to stay open. And he said, I have never canceled a show in my life. And he was out on stage, active and out there. And the audience was packed, right? Yeah. Was it advisable for me to go to that environment? I don't know. But I know that I had a good time and I laughed my ass off and laughter is good, right? You needed that just for your own personal sense of, like, there, there, there's physical and then there's, like, mental. Like, we generally need things to be able to, like, no one's talking about how are we going to release all of this stress, all of this pent-up energy, all of this pent-up, like, just, just emotion and it, yep. from this experience. And... Don't, like, like I, 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 I'll tell you, during this period, I came back and was spending some time with my mother or whatever, right? Because my father passed and it's just her here. So, like, she's used to going out every day between, like, 10 and 4, right? Now, right. all of a sudden, she can't do that. She can't go to the regular store. She can't do, like, and what's Her routine the is routine, gone. The routine is gone, right? And that then causes stress because when you're not focusing your energy on that, you're focusing it on inside, so then all of a sudden you're turning all of that energy onto yourself and you're turning it on to everything that you see around you. You end up driving yourself crazy. Yeah. So and some- I wonder things like, you know, if people don't have access to, you know, who goes to strip clubs? I mean, like we need to think about these things, right? Yes, yes people. Right. Yes, <laughs> people, people. need to reduce the endorphins. Like There are people going to strip clubs that are not having affairs. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Right? There are people going to strip up strip clubs to blow off steam. Yes. You know, it, some people are just going because it's fun to go. I, you know, yeah, I have a great time. But other people go, this is a regular part of their stress relief. Part of their therapy. Taking that away, right? Yeah. You're yeah. taking that away right now. For why? Now, where are they going from there? I don't think anybody's thinking this through. What, you know, when, and it was really interesting, a counseling group that I'm, the therapy group that I'm part of, a, a group of therapists online, and they were like, one guy was like, oh, I think we should all be offering free online sessions. And another person piped up and said, hang on a second, we're all already taking a financial hit. We are not in a position to offer more free service, yeah. right? We're all wondering whether we're going to have a livelihood at the end of the day, yeah. you know? And if you're full-time employed somewhere and you can afford to do that, don't don't kind of say we should all be magnanimous, yeah. right? Like offer what you can and, and 
But there's no... Because in, in the midst of this corona, a lot of people, people are just getting their back broken and people need an immediate infusion of cash. Our system is really built on people going out. It's like our hunting is people going to work, right? You hunt, you eat, right? Like if you're not able to go to go hunt or you're not able to go work, how are you supposed to eat? And then I don't think people have really like as much as people want to want to push a top down approach where it's like, yeah, save the big companies, save saving three companies in every industry is not going to have that trickle down to the person that like come and and right now we're we're mid march right yep by mid april and may 1 if people don't have money in their pockets people are going to be going beginning to go bankrupt people yep. don't have that much money to survive that long and then what do you want a system at which everybody who are already stretched to the max is now find, finding out how do we now dig ourselves out of bankruptcy? How many people can afford to fall back two or three payments on their mortgage? And most people don't earn enough, right? Like, right. not the masses. So that's what's just really bothering me because there's no foresight about about these real financial issues that everyday people are experiencing. And I live in a, you know, I live, will be a couple minutes from break now, but I live in a, in a more socialist economy, a more socialist um, political economy than you do. Um, living in England, um, our right wing is slightly more to the left. Our left wing is, is more to the left. However, and we have a better um, system to catch people, but it's not much. I mean, I was talking with somebody yesterday and it was like, they said, yeah, statutory sick pay now from day one. You know, statutory sick pay is 95 quid for the week. Like that doesn't pay anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's and it doesn't pay anybody's rent. That's yeah, right. That's and it, unless you're employed, by a company that has that pays sick pay, yeah. you know that's what you get. I'm looking at like, well, the government pay me 95 quid if I have to self isolate. Great, maybe I'll be able to feed my child. Maybe because yeah. he eats a lot. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and, these, and these are real issues. Like you, these aren't like made up in your mind. You know, wish no. it away, pray on it. Like no, like unless people wipe out all of these bills or just put a pause on the economy, the same way you're putting a pause on jobs, you need to put a pause on bills. They're going yeah. to be no way around it for the average person. Yeah, no. And that's the only way that it's going to impact the average person. So we will be back in a couple of minutes for the last segment. Um, and I want to talk about risk taking because I think that this also influences risk taking. Um, and, and, and the fact that your company dealing with condom <laughs> and social responsibility, you know something about risk-taking. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to live to 100? 
Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex and H is for health this week. And I am talking to the incredible Jason Panda. And this is the last segment. So I said before the break, um, I wanted to talk about risk taking when I knew I was having you on anyway. And that was before this craziness was going on, because I've got this theory as a psychologist that, you know, some people get very risk averse in situations like this. And we're watching governments do that in a very big way and in a way that we've been talking about actually is having a really negative impact on people. Um, it's, it's not actually well thought through. It's not um, taking into account of what people are going to need for survival. But, you know, there's a large segment of people that when they're confronted with something like this, they become even more high risk takers. Their attitude becomes fuck it. Yeah. If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wondered what you thought about that. Like how many people are running around with this shit, knowing they've got it, not self-isolating, just like the people who don't bother with condoms and don't yeah. see the point and who will argue over and over again they don't feel as good. Yes, we all know that. Anybody who's had sex with and without a condom knows it does not feel the same. That's just like kind of, there it is. No, I, I, the, 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 the theory and the personality is 100% right. Um, I know people that are, that up until this week, were still trying to maximize on those discount airline tickets. But <laughs> <laughs> when flights dropped, lines were six hours, but they were like, all right, I'll spend five hours on a beach, right? Because I can get a ticket for $82, right? right. There was no thought into what happens if you catch coronavirus and you're on, and you're in a foreign land. Mm-hmm. Then it became, oh, I'm a U.S. citizen, so they'll have to fly me back. Like, there's a segment of this population, both as it relates to sex, viruses, everything else, that just believe in their own invincibility. Um, And and what gets me more so than anything else, it's those specific types of people that have taken out everybody else, right? Like, and, but I think one of the things that this coronavirus is really doing is it's exposing the core personality traits within humans in a way that which not a lot of other scenarios or not a lot of other circumstances could do, which actually leads me to more scary kind of like 
predictions or more scary thoughts because what happens is when food runs out or when people aren't able to take care of their kids or when their kids are looking at them and they're hungry and they're not able to not able to provide all of a sudden we've built a system at which you have a select few that own everything you know the house of cards eventually falls you can't have a large because it will go from the more extreme personalities that we're talking about. They just don't care. They're like, fuck it. I'm going to live my life to live it or die, you know, to do it, live and let live. And then you have the part, the genuinely good people who may have been able to be medium line and they may not necessarily want to do it out of choice, but they're feeling they're doing it out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And when the economic position shifts, I've always said for a long time, you know, poverty and crime, it's more of a, concept of economics than it is genuinely personality like when people are eating good when they're able to give their kids a good life nobody's worrying about beating you in the head to take your purse you're already good and 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 if you look at like trades like whether it's a drug industry or a lot of others people don't people are generally trying to find how do i create a better life for myself and my kids right so what happens is they end up taking more risk because they don't feel like they have any other choice yeah what this coronavirus is doing now by putting this stress on a large segment of the population is if this goes on further on, you're going to create a lot of, a lot of situations where a lot of people, a lot of traditional non-criminality predisposed mindsets are going to begin to think I don't have an option, but to do this because it's now for the, for the survival of my, myself and my family. And that's what, what begins to concern me. And the, I mean, and I agree. And the hard thing is, though, with it in this situation, the, the, the even even that won't necessarily do anything because the traditional things, like if you were to steal something of high value, then you could sell it. But nobody's got the money to buy it now. So the stealing won't be about take something of high value, fence it, and sell it. It'll be about find the person that's got actual cash money in their pocket, or, or not. Because even at that level, cash money has no value, right? But what right. But what do you do? You go around, you say, oh, this neighborhood has nice homes. We know these people probably have stockpiled food. Right. right? Yeah, like, we're going to go oh, get food there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like at, at the very, if we're going down to our core concept of survival, you know people who are around you, they don't have, they don't have anything like you, right? But you also know that rich neighborhood a couple of blocks away. So, and you know that if you had money, you'd probably have stockpiles and all of that other stuff. And, that, and that's where I think this eventually leads. Like, un- unless people begin to really solve the issues at hand. Yeah, that's really frightening. I mean, I know that, you know, it's like I wanted to order groceries. And because um, I usually order my groceries, I don't. Got it. Yeah. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah. There's a service there, right? I, I, you know, I use it. You know, yeah, I, was, no. I, I mean, I'm honest. I spend my time playing because yeah. I work my ass off. You know, you give me a choice. Go buy groceries in the grocery store or go spend your time playing. I'm going to go play. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. I just normally do a fairly regular shop. I went to do something last night when I was up in the middle of the night because, yeah, I'm anxious too. Um, and um, and for me, as for most people in my age group, it's financial stuff. It's like, how do we balance this? How am I going to manage to balance this? Um, so I'm going to order three services that I would normally use, not one delivery date sooner than 10 days from now. I have never experienced that before. Even around the Christmas holidays, you can always get a delivery. Nope, not one. So I was thinking, I'm not self-isolating. None of us are sick. What happens if you're self-isolating and you can't get a delivery date for 10 days? What do you do, not eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. And they're rationing and, things. And, and the other, and the other part about this, consider yourself. I I guess like 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 in a good position because at least you have the financial to be able to order and have it delivered. What yeah. happens when people all, all automatically have to go to a point at which they don't have the money, so government is going to have to deliver to them, basically right. whatever government allows. Right. right? That's going to be a drop-off system as well, whether it's at their door or at some kind of like community place where they set up times. We're, we're talking about a mass, like who has that structure built out and how do you execute that? Well, I mean, and, and, and to be fair, I mean, you know, I think in the, in the U.S. you're in far worse shape than we are. Yeah, and I don't know if you had a chance to see the uh, the documentary on Wuhan that China put together, right? Like, it's a 33-minute documentary. It goes, like, 28 days or 30 days in Wuhan, right? Really, really good. But when I, when, I, when, I, when I watched it, the one thing that they were able to do is isolate it to that one province, yep. right? Step one, contained area. You know what you have to deal with, right? The U.S., we have over 300 million people here. You're talking about thousands of miles each way, right? Each each state is 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 a macro Wuhan. So right. how do you then coordinate such a response that it just doesn't engulf the whole the whole territory? Yeah. And, and 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 that's the bigger concern in, in terms of why I don't think. And then and and we got terrible leadership, right? So you can't say top down. You know, orders are going to come. Everything is going to be aligned. It's, it's, it's really going to become a shit show. Well, and it's, I mean, we won't talk about the leadership here. It's not much better, but, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I, and the other thing is, and that's the other part of risk. So people do risky shit when they're frightened. So we will have um, a whole bunch of um, accidental babies. 100%. Right? There's going to be a ton of accidental babies, um, which are more mouths to feed. Probably the people having the accidental babies don't have the money in the first place to feed exactly. the family that they've got. Um, and we're going to have a higher level of STI because people stop using condoms. They haven't stocked up. They don't care. They can't yeah. bother to think about it. And, and at this level, if you're stuck with somebody, all you have to do is watch TV and I said, like, like, what else really is there you're going to exactly, have? Exactly. Really, but, you know, I'm, I, I did a, a sheet, you know, tip sheet for people. Like, if you're in a couple and you're staying together and you're in, you live together, you know, here are some tips. If you're living apart, here are some tips. If you're polyamorous and you're freaking out because you're not going to get to see half your partners. Mm -hmm. like I, have, I have partners in Atlanta. I have no idea when I'm going to see them, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a long-term relationship. I, I have no idea when I'm going to get back. To, normally, I'm in Atlanta a few times a year. Right now, it's like I was supposed to be there in April. No, I'm supposed to be in on the West Coast in June. That doesn't look like it's happening. Wow. I'm looking at maybe August, and you know. At best. At, yeah, and my mother is on her own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have a brother in Chicago and another one in uh in the San Francisco area. The San Francisco area is locked down, so he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and 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 we're talking globally. I don't think we've ever experienced now. Now, when when we're talking about, you know, like just the impact on not only on the sex industry, condoms, like sex workers, relationships. There are so many different factors that we're gonna have to take into consideration. A lot of us, a lot of businesses are going to be struggling right now. If, yeah. if you didn't have a lot of, no one had preparation. I guess we didn't, we didn't, right? Like everybody could see it kind of like bubbling along its way or whatever in China and maybe South Korea. 
But by the time it hit this shore, it, that's it, not enough time for preparation for for building up resources. You know, I mean, unless you're in a in a high cash business, that's not a you know, it's not enough time to build up resources. Um, and uh, yeah, I know it is scary. It is really scary. And I'm dealing with couples like I've got. I can think of two couples right now. One is in one country. They're married. One's in one country for work. Can't leave. Yeah. Oh, that, like, one's here, that, right? That, 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 is is. I'll, I'll I'll give you so. I, one, one, of, one of my one of my best friends he's Sudanese right he told me like like his cousin had gone back for a wedding and then they closed down their borders he's not able to leave yeah so like literally his wife is in another country right like his whole existence is in another country and, and he's in stuck. another country and he just went but he is now stuck and he had now has to figure it out like yeah. These are real circumstances. We're not talking a couple of days. Like, this is to be continued. Right? Yeah. And who knows how long that really is. So, we are actually at the end of the show. I'm sure we probably made all of you anxious and didn't make you feel that much better. But if you do want some tips with managing this, please email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com because I do have these tip sheets that I did make up and I'm happy to send them to you. Also, feel free to make a 30-minute pre-appointment. Um, if you are considering doing some work during this time, if you've been waiting around, this is going to stress you more. It's now's the time to work on the relationship. It'll give you something to do. Um, where can they find you and your products? Okay, so my name is Jason Panda. Once again, I run B, B Condoms. Uh, you can find us on Amazon, We we as well as on B Condoms, the letter B Condoms with an S, dot com. You can order them. We do worldwide shipping. We're one of the few companies who hopefully our supply chain hasn't been impacted um, during this experience thus far. So um, if you have any questions, you can also find us on Instagram at B Condoms or on Twitter at B Condoms. And guys, you know, don't forget, they have multiple sizes, which I always find really nice in a condom company. So I like to emphasize that because people aren't usually aware. And there are a lot of companies that, that don't, that are, that are kind of very limited. So, And also our condoms are organic. They are vegan friendly. We use a natural rubber latex along with the lubricant that also makes it a lot easier on women's bodies as well. Brilliant. Um, I want to thank Lola again for sponsoring me. Remember, you can go over to mylola.com and put in A to Z, that's A-T-O-Z, and get 30% off your first month subscription. Next week, guys, it is I, and I is for Impact Play with the amazing Hardy Haberman. You do not want to miss this show. It's going to be very entertaining, and I will see you all. Try and keep healthy, and listen, don't forget, sex is great stress relief. Go ahead and create some good endorphins. See you soon. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlaurybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.